You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Tom Duncan. Tom, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me. Tom, we're going to talk about your show uh, called It Isn't Even Past at Andrew Edlin Gallery. That's, that's running through late August of, uh, of this year, 2023. So um, to begin with, I just want to congratulate you on, on the show. And then, uh, and then let's, let's just jump right into it. You know, I have specific works I'd like to talk about, but, but let's start with the title, It Isn't Even Past. Um, can you tell me a little bit why this show was titled that? I, I know that's a, a quote, um, but how, how does that relate to this particular body of work? Um, well, my dealer uh, picked that, that title. Um, uh, I guess uh, since my, the majority of my work is um, my childhood memories, uh, I guess that's a, a good uh, title for the show. That uh, it's not past, you know. It's to be, it's still uh, the present. Right, and and that makes sense. That's uh, that's appropriate. And to talk about, to jump right into one of the works, the execution of Private Slovic. You know, as I, as I was looking through your works and and preparing for this interview, I I learned more about this. Kind of extraordinary story of a of a soldier executed for um, for desertion, correct? Yeah, yeah. So why your interest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me your, about your interest in this story. I, I know that you grew up in wartime um, when you were young, uh, but why this particular story? It's, it's such a disturbing one and such a fascinating one to to learn about. Yeah. Um, what could I say about it? Um, let me think. Um, well, I I read the book and I, um, I I was very 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 moved by by the book. And unfortunately, Private Slovak, if if he had kind of kept a little quiet, um, he 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 wouldn't have been executed. Uh, at least that's the way I see it. Um, but he kept turning himself in and saying, I'm a deserter, I'm a deserter. And this was at the, the end of the Battle of the Bulge. And, uh, you know, it was total chaos at that battle. I mean, uh, nobody knew where anybody was. Everybody was separated. <laughs> there were German soldiers dressed up as American soldiers. Yeah, I mean, it was total confusion. And yet he kept insisting that he be uh, arrested for desertion. Uh, so I, I never quite understood that. But anyway, um, and also um, when I came to this country from Scotland in uh, 1947, 1948, it was the, the blizzard of 1947, which was the second largest blizzard um, in the, uh, you know, since recorded history. And there were, the snow was over my head. And uh, that made such an impression, the idea of coming to America with this snow that was just everywhere, you know. And uh, so I do a number of snow pieces, and, and this is one of them where I'm having him executed in a, in a, in a snow scene. 
And, and let's um, yeah, the, 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 how did how has that scene built? Just sorry to interrupt, but the, it's it's a fantastic scene, right? That that has all this snow. He's being executed. Um, it's a sculpture, of course, and um, but its modeling is unusual. This looks like it's it's using kind of meticulous techniques from um, kind of train modeling or or something like that. Is is that part of what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did an earlier piece called The Brandy Strafing, where I actually was shot at by a German plane. Um, and I call it The Brandy Strafing. Um, and I developed, I was trying to, you know, I, for like 20 years, I kept thinking, how can I do this? How can I do this? How can I tell this story? And I came up with the idea of the just very simple uh, music wire twisted and painted with little cutout, um, you know, trace of bullets and things like that. And I wanted to do it again, and I did it um, in the, uh, the Slovak piece with the, uh, and actually the snow even accented it more, the, the, the trace of bullets. Um, so um, there was a, a, lot, a lot of um, techniques that I, that I used uh, to tell my stories, but um, that that basically was it. It was just a, a very powerful feeling that I had about reading the book. And years later, I saw the movie, but it wasn't quite as dramatic as as um, reading the book. And also, uh, in my opinion, my sculpture. <laughs> so right. Um... Yeah, the, the the sculpture brings a type of heart to it because we're watching it, right? I mean, in, even in, in books and movies, yeah. things pass, but the sculpture freezes this one moment, this moment of death, or or or, or just before death, perhaps. Um, yeah, yeah they even have his part. guardian angel and his devil um, flying, fluttering around him, and they're and they're being shot also at the same time. And let's talk about another piece in here. I mean, I'd like to talk about a few more, but, but one of the, the larger works here that, um, that was done over a period of years is called Portrait of Tom with a Migraine Headache. And this is quite different than the rest of the, the sculptures and works in here. This is, this is when the viewer, in a sense, enters into, correct? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, it's, a, it's a large piece, and um, I... I love the idea of um, the viewer being able to actually touch my work um, and actually step onto the work. Most people are very um, cautious about that. You know, like, may I, go, may I go up on it? You know, that kind of thing. And um, uh, so I, I, I like uh, dealing with those, those kind of issues in my work. And um, I, su- I suffered from migraine headaches uh, uh, even as a child. I got, I got them quite early. Uh, I think I can remember my first, actually my first migraine headache that I remember was uh, flying in an airplane coming to America from Scotland. And it was very traumatic and scary and also very exciting because I wanted to be a cowboy when I was eight years old. I'm sure every eight-year-old did also. 
but uh, unfortunately, that didn't work out. <laughs> um, or, 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 or fortunately, but so so tell tell me a little bit about the interior of this because you're bringing a sense. I mean, when we're talking about memories in the past in this show, and in many ways, this piece was was particularly painstaking and built over a long period because of the. the the interior as, as well as the exterior, correct? Yeah. Correct? No, I, I actually, I made a sculpture, uh, a sculpture of my face, and um, I like the idea that the person actually put, puts their face inside my face uh, because I cast it in the negative. And um, oh, that's my other phone ringing. The machine will get it. Um, but anyway, um, but I liked, I, and I made cutouts in the eyes so that uh, people um, could look through my eyes. And then I have what's called a, a magic trick where a scene changes from uh, three-dimensional uh, figures, which are the good things that happened to me in my life, to the two-dimension which are drawings of some of the bad things that happened to me in my life. So it's a, um, it's it's kind of, you know, it's just a, a combination of the good and the bad, and they're all they're all memories that that are very fresh in my in my mind, especially when you have a migraine headache, it it heightens your uh, awareness of other things. Well, it's such a it's such an unusual piece, and also this idea, uh, which so much art I think is is after, right? To look through the artist's eyes, to look through your eyes, and a migraine is something that's even harder to sort of translate in terms of what it means. But it, but in terms of of seeing, that's partly what's happening here, right? The viewer is literally you're bringing the viewer to to guiding the viewer to see through your eyes, as though they're they're literally and figuratively looking inside your head. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And um, and this is also um, there's there's moving parts to this as, as well as you were saying inside, right? Um, no, there's no there's no moving parts inside. Um, it's just um, like. Oh, I'm just trying to think. No, uh, maybe maybe you see things moving, and that, and that's a good thing, you know. But there there is nothing moving inside it. And I'd, I'd like to talk about another piece in the show. Um, I mean, that piece, of course, is very special because of uh, its its uh, interactive quality, right? You're really stepping into it. Um, there's another piece called Five Catholic Schoolgirls. Uh, which, um, which is also done in, 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 a, in a different way. Can you tell me a little bit about this? This is a great one that you know strikes me as having um, well, a sense of humor, but 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 much more. Can you tell me a little bit about this one? Sure. Again, that's um, the figures are. Um, uh, let me think. Okay, I I um, I took a, bl- a block of plexiglass and I carved the figure into the negative and then I, I ran it through my etching press 
uh, and I pressed uh, etching paper into it. So again, I'm working with the figures and the negative. And uh, being a sculptor, you know, I've, I've done many, you know, when I went to school, everything was done in the positive, but I had to make, you know, a mold to re reproduce the work. And uh, somehow there's something about working in the negative that, uh, that psychologically I, and artistically I, I really like doing that. Which and is printmaking. Even though when you print, look at the figures, yeah. they, they look, nobody even notices that, that it's in the negative because it, it transforms into the positive, your mind's eye. And, um, and someone once made a comment about my woman getting dressed series. He said, you know, most people to um, make something um, sexual or erotic take their clothes off, but you do the reverse. You actually dress them. And I've, I've always found that much more interesting. They, um, I mean, I love the, the, the naked figure, um, the nude uh, male and female uh, for different reasons, but basically the same. And um, I lost my track, track of thought there for a second. And, and, and we're, we're talking about the reverse because, and, and that's also yeah. an aspect of the reverse in this but, process. Um, um, I, but getting dressed is, to me, something that's, you know, very personal and um, very interesting. So, uh, and also, when I was a, um, um, a student in, in grammar school, you know, I was taught by the nuns and they were probably the most asexual people that you could deal with. And um, there was just something about the idea of having a fantasy of dressing a, a, a schoolgirl to get ready for school that, that um, appealed to me as, as a, a young child and also as a, an, an adult man, you know. And there's, uh, there's, a, there's another piece in here, speaking of nuns, called Dream Nun, which um, is, a, is, is a partly clothed nun, right? Can we talk about that one? Because that also relates to the series, then, if, if that's, if that's yeah, part of the I, I guess, school. Yeah, I guess it's kind of my, my revenge uh, of, um, you know, like getting back at the nuns. Because, I mean, in all fairness, half of them were really delightful, wonderful women. And the other half were complete monsters. Unfortunately, when I came to this country, I got this ancient old Sister Stevens with a really very, very deep Irish accent. And um, the story was that she had taught um, the uh, parents of the kids that I was in class with. She was there that long, you know. And she had no patience at all. And... Um, I unfortunately hadn't learned long division uh, in Scotland, even though we use a fraction uh, at the time we used a fraction system for our for our mo mo money, and um, um, but I couldn't do long division, so she like taught me in front of a whole class in two seconds how to do it, and then put a, a problem on the board and said, "I'll come back in five minutes." And she came back, and I, I, I was just standing there frozen. I, I had a clue how to do it, and she just took my head and smashed it into the blackboard. <laughs> and all the kids laughed. 
And I was so mortified that I just didn't know how to do that, you know. But anyway, um, uh, later when she found out uh, I knew perspective and drew, she 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 um, uh, changed her her, val- her uh, evaluation of me that I wasn't a complete laggard, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, she would send the kids over, and I could explain perspective to them. And she couldn't, you know, that kind of thing, you know. So it's a a very rich, complex um, memory and story. And, you know, it's basically, I guess, making fun of the the nuns, you know, in a a kind of a a way, I guess, that most people don't see. Although many, many people talk about their relationship with nuns. A lot of people seem to have been taught by them, you know. So and the and, and the and the sculpture itself has a unusual framework to it. It's it's a kind of a spiky exterior, looking almost like a uh, like some type of ritualistic object. Yeah, no, those are actually um, I bought plastic icicles for Christmas decorations to put on a Christmas tree, and I liked them so much I started using them in my artwork, and you know the icicles turned into spikes. And, um, you know, the rest is history, I guess, you know. Tom, it's been great talking with you about this work. And, uh, and again, congratulations on this show. I, I hope everybody gets to see it that's listening. There's links here to learn more. I want to ask you one more question, though, uh, a little bit off topic. What are you reading now, if you're reading anything? I just finished reading a book. It's called Parasites, The Inside Story. And it's a it's a history about parasites that live in in our in mammals' bodies. Tom, I want to thank you for talking to me today. It's been uh, great hearing about your work. And again, congrats on the show. And I hope everyone here gets a chance to listeners get a chance to see it. Thanks again, Tom. Well, thank you so much for having me, Brainard. I appreciate it. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainard Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.